0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Welcome back to Geekish Cast. I'm your host, Jeremy, and joining me in the co-host seat tonight, as usual, is Paul. What's happening,
2: Paul? What's going on, man?
1: Oh, same old stuff. That, of course, was uh, Reign of Zeus playing us in, and they have announced their new singer this week, and their first date with him is going to be March 22nd in uh, New York, so listen to the, the earlier episode from this week for that info. Yep. And i got to dump a phone call. People know I'm live right now, and they're calling me. But also joining us tonight, sorry everybody, I got distracted there, we have writer and uh, writer and actor, Andrea Kyle Peterson. How you doing there, Andrea?
3: I'm good. Hey guys, what's up? What up? Nice to have you back. Thank you for having me again.
1: Yeah. And also joining us is writer and actor, and you've seen him in Star Trek Renegades, Rosewood, and Grey's Anatomy, Rico E. Anderson. What's happening, Rico?
0: I'm doing great. How's it going with you guys?
1: doing well thank you for taking the time Uh to join us me and rico met back when i was still having recording troubles back in november and december of last year so we did a full (laughs) hour and 20 minutes that i could not use with him oh yeah
3: this is the rico guy you were talking about him jeremy
1: Uh, it was a great (laughs) it was a great interview and i was really looking forward to putting it out because we like just like all we were into all the same stuff and i couldn't use any of it so rico yes. thank you for coming back on
0: i uh, it's a pleasure to be back on it's a shame no one, no one will ever know what we spoke of in that context yeah. at that time eh, well, what we did
1: do, yeah we did everything from uh oh god we did Malcolm x to star trek to nightwing to batman and yeah uh, it's a, <laughs> such a shame yeah, we getting whole world. yeah, yeah. i'm getting sad a- all over again <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey, we have a, it's, it's a it's a new year. Few months have passed. Trust me, as we all know, there's tons of stuff to talk about nowadays. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, great to be back. All
1: right. Well, thank you for joining us, Andrew. Thank you, Paul. Thank you again. We try to do live episodes every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Uh, we are part of the Astro Panda Network, so if you're listening and you want to go check something out, go check out Return to Camp Blood. AstroPanda.net has a list of other shows: Rico, Fantastico Show, Scream at the Screens, lots of good stuff. Also, my other show, Tales from, or I'm sorry, a View from Dog River. It's a Corner Gas recap show. So if you got free time, go check them all out. Otherwise, we will get on with tonight's news and rumors section. Are we all ready? Ready. All right. So Paul did a lot of the legwork today as he's trying to keep us on format, as a, a good uh, producer should do. So we're going to go off of some of his homework here. Uh, announced is the uh, the Stars has announced that American Gods will be debuting. Now, I don't know if everybody here is familiar with the novel written by Neil Gaiman, but it's one of my favorites. Paul, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about it?
2: Okay, so uh, uh, American Gods, uh, like you just said, was uh, written by uh, one of the best writers on the face of the planet, in my my opinion, uh, Neil Gaiman. It's uh, based on uh, the life of uh, uh, Shadow Moon, who I guess is going to be played by Ricky Whittle, which I'm not very familiar with his work. He's an ex-con who um, takes a job as a uh, bodyguard and traveling... Partner to a con man Mr. Wednesday who will be playing By Ian McShane Who is fantastic if you guys remember him From uh, Deadwood and, I love uh, everything be... ever done Yeah yeah, he's fantastic And uh, Ian McShane who is a Like a god or an old deity On a mission to build an army uh, In the hopes that he Will uh, enable him to Like claim his uh, mm-hmm. Lost glory that's like basically the synopsis Of the show uh, it's going to debut April 30th, so um, cannot wait to watch that. And they're actually going to make a comic book a- adaptation uh, by Dark Horse, too, that's going to be written by uh, Neil Gaiman and uh, P. Craig Russell. So check that out when it comes out. Definitely looking forward so to So
3: the question is the so the book comes out, I mean the comic book coming out after the film? It is that is what you're
2: saying?
3: It is going
2: to be in March, the comic book so
3: um, oh, okay.
2: you can you can um read the book first if you want, and then April thirtieth will be the show on stars it will be coming up mm. yeah
0: now
2: the book, I, I just the, saw the
0: um I just saw the uh trailer today i was i was pretty blown away by it it was pretty awesome a lot of lot of lot of abstract stuff going on in just the trailer alone which i which mean yeah a huge yeah.
1: The only problem I ever had with that book was the uh, the protagonist character's name is Shadow Moon, which might be the dumbest name I've ever heard. I understand what they were trying to do with it, but uh, but I am well, really excited maybe. to see that.
0: Yeah, we'll see if it lives up to its name.
1: <laughs> yeah, or absolutely. It but it, to- yeah, but it is one of my favorite novels. When that come out, Paul, like two thousand two thousand one, right in there.
2: Man, remember, it, maybe, maybe, yeah. In the early two
1: thousands. Yeah. Two thousand
3: one, June nineteenth. It was.
1: There we go. (laughs) Nailed it. Yeah, thank you, Andrea. I
3: didn't. I didn't pull that out of my ass.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Andrea Kyle Peterson, girl reporter.
3: Yeah.
2: (laughs) This just in. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, So we're gonna move on now. The next little piece of news we got is one of my personal pet peeves right now. Uh, Matt Reeves set to direct Batman. Um, Rico, yeah. you did, you did some voice work on, uh, Arkham Knight, the Batman game, correct? Yes.
0: I did. Yes.
1: Yeah. And um, so you're, you're, a, you're a Batman guy, if I remember right.
0: You mean in general, in terms of like, uh, do I, do I like Batman
1: over Superman or? No, just like in general, but I mean, you got your, you know, your Batman stuff pretty well.
0: Yeah, I pretty you yeah, know, yeah. Yeah, I do. You know, it, it I always find out sometimes there are there are things that I didn't realize happened, but I I know that general look, I'm a huge fan of Gotham. I love I I love the Batman mythos. and I've been watching yeah. reading a lot of the com most of the comics since I was a kid, so
1: yeah. So so yeah. what was your feeling about Ben Affleck as Batman?
0: I you know what? I I think I raised my eyebrow like everybody at first um and then You know what? I'm buying it. I, I actually enjoy it. I, 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 I wasn't the biggest fan of Batman versus Superman in that respect, but I, I, I pretty much dug what, what Ben Affleck was doing as, as the character. And to be honest, I actually liked the suit. Um (laughs) To me it's probably the best suit I've seen so far and and I, I know a lot of people would probably like scratch their scratch their head over that but I really I, I love the simplicity of it and yeah, um, I'm with you I'm, completely See, I'm, I'm probably I'm, I
3: I'm, I'm that one person who hated the suit I thought he just looked like he was walking around in a giant tire um, but then again, you know, I'm not gonna lie, and this is gonna this is gonna sound like absurd and as silly as it is, but like <laughs> I really have an affinity toward the original Batman with Adam West. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I love going all the way back, you know, where the suit like hangs on him like an old PJ costume. Um I just Batman you know, too, I too. Ben Affleck is my least favorite Batman, I think, of all of them. And, you know, I don't know, I, I kind of, yeah, so I just, he was, and I mean, I think the storyline didn't help me as much. Um, and I, that's a whole other topic that we can dive into. Um, but I don't know, I just felt like Ben Affleck was just trying to force it too much, trying to create character versus just being the story.
1: Okay. Well, um, so I, I assume everybody's heard the rumor from last week that Ben Affleck's done playing Batman or doesn't want to do it anymore, right?
3: Yeah,
1: I heard that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because so he where dropped are they out of. Next,
3: then? Well, I, I don't know. Cause,
1: well, here's the thing. So he dropped out of the producer's role and the screenwriting role and the directing role, and they've announced Matt Reeves as directing. And Paul, did I read it right that he's going to take a pass at the script, too?
2: Well, I think I think so. I just keep hearing different rumors. Like Ben, Ben might be doing some of the script still, and uh, but it was crazy because we talked about Ben leaving when we, you and I last spoke, and then like a day later they were talking about like Matt Reeves got pulled, like he wasn't going to do it anymore, and then like today. It was confirmed. So yeah. at this point, at this point, until I see the movie, I don't know who's doing what because it just keeps going back and forth.
1: Yeah. So, so my my general impression, you guys can tell me how you feel about this. Is that um, Ben Affleck? I thought you were a great Batman, but if you're gonna be a whiny little bitch, take your utility belt and just go home.
0: <laughs> I, 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 I think he's in it to win it. I, I think. I, I, I look. I, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but I I think he's gonna yeah. I think he's gonna back out a couple more. So this who do you guys thought. think
3: then? Who so who do you think like like who would be your Batman pick then to play Batman?
2: Patton Oswald.
1: <laughs> <Really>? Who? <laughs> Patton Oswald. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just throwing, I'm just throwing that out. That's there.
0: that's kinda like it's kind of like how I, I guess when when they first decided they wanted to do the Green and Lantern movie, they were thinking of uh, who, who was it? They were the um... Jack
1: Black. It was Jack Black. Or Jack Black. Black,
0: right? Oh, yeah. My <laughs> Patton Oswalt. Well, that was that would uh that would definitely put the funny in it. Yeah, that would. <laughs> kind of,
3: you know what? Kind of I would back love to, to see. The Batman 66. I'd hmm. love to see John Ham as Batman and. Um, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Robin. Mm. You
2: know I, I, could do not? I mean like I could see that. I mean, I think
3: I could that see would John Hamm be
2: a fun totally
3: is Batman. Yeah. Great.
2: Right? Now
1: I, I I would see okay, so before and I'm going to tip my hand a little bit here, John Ham as Batman, Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Dick Grayson.
0: Oh. Yeah. I could as see
1: as Nightwing, yeah. as a grown, yeah. as grown Robin, yeah, I could see that totally. Uh, matter of fact, I mean, that's what Christian Bale's final Batman movie kind of hinted at.
3: Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, or hell, let's just give it to Will Arnett since he's you know rocking it as Lego bat. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Well, that's that
3: that's, movie was great. By the way, if you guys haven't seen yeah,
1: it. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. That's one of the rumors yeah, we're I've headed seen to it twice. here. Yeah. What I don't
3: know, yeah. my thing with him playing it is, then I feel like we're just gonna have a Batman version of Deadpool. Like I feel like it's gonna be sarcastic and <laughs> silly, and I don't know. Like we've just gone so dark with Batman that I don't know if I want to see that kind of comedic vibe to it.
0: You, you don't want to light it up a little bit, or, or Well, I just um, don't want to
3: see a similar thing. Like, cause I just, I mean, I'm fine with lightening it up. I just, we have that kind of sarcastic sassiness in Deadpool live action film, you know? And like, I feel like if we leave that in Lego Batman, then it's okay. But if we bring it out, then I feel like we're just kind of creating a similar character. I don't know. Yeah, no, I hear
0: you. I hear yeah, what you're so yeah. I mean, nice I think overall Batman, Batman has that, been that comedic. I mean, I I, I I think it's safe to say that Adam West Batman kind of brought brought that to the table as far as what we know in terms of Batman being any level of funny you know or cheating
1: but at that period of time from the mid 50s to the mid 60s Batman was a silly comic book as well so Adam West definitely fit what Batman was at that time You, you know
0: you know what's interesting about that? Actually, funny enough, I, I think, and, and I agree with that, I actually feel like all of DC Comics had that bit of a comedic edge to it because mm-hmm. it, it, they they just, I mean, they had their serious stories, but there always seemed to be a little bit of a a goofiness beat <laughs> behind some of the things that, some of the adventures that they had. So actually, yeah, I do agree with that. You know, So, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Who knows? So that's Matt Reeves to direct Batman. I guess we'll see what direction everything goes in here pretty soon.
2: I'm down with that. Well, I, I like. It.
0: I, I don't. I don't know if I'm jumping the gun here, and, and, and I don't know if you were going to speak on it, but you, you know, we're talking about this, and then um, I, I, I think we all just read today that uh, there there's been an announcement of a Nightwing movie.
1: Yeah. And, that's gonna be and,
0: taking, Right, taken over by a guy who's who's handling Lego Batman. So in a way, it's kind of like a, er,
1: you know. Mm-hmm. Well, and we can, yeah. yeah you know what? Hey. Let's here. Let's we've got what we got one one more news item, then we're going to jump to that, and that's the rumor that we're going to discuss this week. So, um, Marvel and ABCZ and Humans cast former Game of Thrones actor, and just listen to me, ruin this poor guy's name now, Ewan Rion as Maximus.
2: Just say Ryan Bolton. Uh, yeah Yeah. I'm just going to say Ramsey Bolton (laughs) because that is probably the best casting I could ever imagine ever in the history of casting like as soon as I saw that I was just like that is absolutely perfect for Maxim I agree I would have
3: to 100% agree with that like for sure
1: yeah, and um, so far, so far, Marvel's TV stuff is leaving me so cold that I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to wait and see if I even watch it. Well,
3: I mean, I just for him, like I would, he just what he did in Game of Thrones. Oh, uh,
1: the, the problem th- is every Here, time mean, you he's not on watch my. Game of Thrones? Oh, I watched Game of Thrones. The problem is every time I okay. see that bastard, I spit at the TV screen. Oh, I, oh he was. Oh, he was. Just, he work. was so good. Yeah. I haven't hated anybody that much since. Oh God, uh, Ed Harris played that f- guy that killed the priest in. Uh, I can't even remember the name of the movie, but I actually couldn't watch Ed Harris anymore after that, and I'm kind of there with this actor. Mm. Yeah, but that's well,
3: that acting, then. <laughs>
1: exactly, it yeah. just means they're, they're really, acting. really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so, yeah, yeah so. Exactly. so yeah, I'm, I mean I'm hoping. Like, here's the thing, you know, you guys know this well enough. I want all superhero stuff to be good so we continue mm-hmm. to get more. I don't want to get to the point where they're churning out crap. I mean, I certainly I'm not rooting for anybody to fail. But uh Agents of Shield has been such a letdown to me that I'm just going to have to wait and see what um what uh, the Inhumans does for me.
2: Yeah, but on the flip e- side of that, the Netflix shows have been phenomenal. oh have been
1: outstanding yeah.
2: So we right, know that Marvel right. put out some good products when it comes to their their heroes and their characters. So I'm hoping it yeah. leans more towards the Netflix side as opposed to the you know, Agents of Shield because I agree with you. That's a rough show to watch. Watch yeah. I it it is. Although I
0: I I do I'm I'm digging this whole season storyline. Even though I know it's like we're going into I guess their third tier of a storyline now. Um yeah. <laughs> I you know I, honestly I I feel like I feel like DC Comics is really holding it down as far as uh the the delivering of 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 their characters in a way that is is just awesome and and I think I think they I think between the DC shows and the Netflix shows I think that's the thing; those are the things that are really making it so. The powers that be, whoever they be, are saying, "Hey, we can keep doing this because I, I, I think they're I think they're bringing a lot of pain uh, over at DC with 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 the characters that they're uh, doing, the shows that they're doing, and, and, I, and I say pain in a good way. I, I think they're doing great work over there. So, and I and I love what they're doing with with
2: um, with the Netflix shows. So. Yeah, I mean and Jeff nice. Loeb, he does produce the the Netflix shows and he's producing this as well, so hopefully that that vision will carry over. Right. In in terms of as much as they can do on
0: network T V. Yeah. 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 So And the
2: first two episodes hope- will be are going to be released in IMAX, so you can actually go to the movie theater and watch the first two episodes, like a movie. Which is gonna be kinda cool.
1: Oh, that'll be kinda yeah. cool.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right.
1: Um, so, oh, I'm sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you off so we can keep moving. Um, unless Rico, do you have something really important you want to follow up with there?
0: No, no, I'm good. Let's keep okay. It
1: yeah. So then we get to, and I was just hurrying because this is one I really wanted to talk about since we just started hearing about it today. Uh, the rumor is Nightwing to join the DC Cinematic Universe. Yay! Um, yeah, yay! VA, uh, full round of applause for me. Um, Also, like Rico, the reason, as soon as you brought it up, I wanted to rush this part. I can see them with, because Ben Affleck's Batman is supposed to be 45 years old. If there's serious talk about losing Ben Affleck as Batman, I could see them rushing a Dick Grayson into the scene, so Dick Grayson could take over the cowl if they have to. And I wanted to get that out quickly while we were talking about it.
3: Mm.
1: Mm. 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 lots well, of deep
3: <laughs> no
0: and,
1: and i get that but if you can't have it if you've got somebody who's going well we're just going to progress the story i think that's look dick grayson's been batman twice now
0: yeah, yeah. i think so yeah yeah
1: So I think that's one way to save it. And if they're doing a realistic aging Bruce Wayne at, you know, wrapping up his career, this is one way they could do it. Now, that being said, there's no need to do that with Nightwing. You could have a Nightwing run his own stable of movies quite successfully.
2: Oh, I would love it. I mean, Nightwing is my favorite Bat family character ever is Nightwing. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, And so I really want this movie to be good because, uh, Batman. You can have a bad Batman movie, and you know, well, they're still making. They'll make another Batman
1: movie,
0: right?
2: But if if this Nightwing movie is not a success or not good, you'll never that's, see another Nightwing
1: movie. Yeah, that's it. That's it mm-hmm. for Nightwing for a very long time.
2: Yeah, so I that's really true. hope this is. I mean, they have Chris McKay, uh, Lego Batman. You guys haven't seen it? Check it out. I've seen it twice. It was. I thought it was really good. And uh, I guess the. Uh, I don't know if you saw the accountant. The, the the count writer the the guy that wrote the script for the count is going to supposedly writing the scripts for Nightwing too. So, okay, mm-hmm. is what I heard. So, what I read today. Yeah.
1: So I, I I go in the needless to say I am excited to hear that there is a standalone Nightwing movie in the works. Of course, when I first read it, I thought it meant there was going to be a Lego Nightwing movie. So I kind of like didn't <laughs> read much deeper for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too.
2: That's the same thing. So, oh my, I mean, I'd still watch that. I got kids.
1: So yeah. i will watch it. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I'm going to move on to this one here. Um, guys, I haven't really been keeping up with the Marvel Universe, but I know they kind of divested themselves of the Marvel comic book universe of the X-Men. So Paul is saying that the rumor is that Wolverine is coming back in May. What?
2: Yes. Right? Okay. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> huh? yeah. I mean, we all know that, that when people die, they don't die forever.
0: Yeah, in, in comic books, new... very rare.
2: Wait, wait, wait.
0: <laughs> so, did well... I just blow somebody's eyes? <laughs> no, you're saying. So wait, old man Logan's gonna be out, and Wolverine's gonna be back.
1: Oh no, we're well, talking. We're talking the comic book universe.
2: Right. That's what I'm saying. Right.
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah, so then <laughs> yeah.
2: Apparently. Yeah, we're not saying that, you know, that Laura, you know, X-23, she's she, – no one's saying – as far as what I've been reading, because I was looking all day, uh, it doesn't say that Old Man Logan or Laura is going to leave the, the Marvel Universe. But uh, so what I saw today is that they have a picture of the cover of – so right now there's a big event going in Marvel Comics. It's uh, Inhumans versus X-Men. And after that event is over, there's going to be another event uh, called the Resurrection. And then uh, with Resurrection, they're mm-hmm. going to uh, basically reboot – hate using that term – but uh, start a bunch of number ones with X-Men series. And one of those series is they're going to go to the X-Men Gold and X-Men Blue team. And, uh, and, and the cover of X-Men Blue number four has a picture of the younger version of the X-Men and a fist with the three claws. And literally the solicitation for number four is just snick, snick, snick. So they're saying that uh, (laughs) in May, uh, Wolverine is coming back from the dead. So in, uh, hence the resurrection. So we don't know that that's literally all I know at this point, Uh, but I'm super excited. I mean, he's been dead for about three years now. We all knew he was coming back because that's just the way it goes in comics. But uh, I'm excited to have uh, Wolverine back. So that that's all I know right now, but it looks to be that Wolverine be going to be coming back in May of this year. Awesome. Well, that.
1: That, that, that should be, be interesting. Movies. Yeah. Um,
2: so there could be like three Wolverines running around the Marvel universe. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, but you know that happens in comic books too, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm, right. I'm okay
3: with that. <laughs>
1: yeah. All right. So, Paul, let me go. I'm going to throw these two uh, questions at you real quick, and then we'll do the question of the week, and then we'll move on to our topic of the week, which is going to be diversity in comics, pandering, or progress. But um, So, Paul, you're the one staying up on comics these days. What is your comic book pick for this week?
2: All right. My pick of the week uh, after my giant pile of comics I've read this week is going to be The Power of Dark Crystal number 1, released by Boom Studios. Um, I am a huge 80s nerd. I grew up in the 80s. I'm all about nostalgia. Uh, This is basically uh, the story 100 years after the movie The Dark Crystal. So this is the sequel. It's based off of a a screenplay and ideas that Jim Henson had that never was made into a movie, so they're uh, making it into a comic book. Um, uh, The basic story of this, it's 100 years. Uh, There's a... uh, a race of creatures called the firelings, they send one of their you know one of their people into the real world, which is the world of uh you know uh, her name is therma it's the world that the Gelflings you know the Gelflings live in now. she goes over there and she's looking for the crystal and she basically needs to shatter the crystal and we all know what happens when the crystal shattered. That was the problem from the first movie and um so the original Gelflings now are a hundred years old and they're in like a dream state. They're the king and queen of this new world. Basically the, the it's written by Simon Spearier and it's illustrated by Kelly and Nicole Matthews. Uh, it was great. It was beautifully written. The art is phenomenal. If you guys have read saga, I feel like the, the art is kind of like Fiona staples and it's uh, real clean lines. The coloring is amazing. Uh, definitely check it out. Um, if you're into you know Dark Crystal and you like I am, um, it was just really cool reading that story and I just like was immediately like a little kid again. So that's my pick of the week. If you guys haven't checked it out, it's going to be a 12 issue mini miniseries uh, put out by Boom Studios. So definitely check it out.
1: Sounds cool, and i was a big fan of the original movie, um, but especially of Brian Froud, who designed all the creatures in it for Jim Henson. Um, so am mm-hmm. kind of excited. I didn't even know they were doing this. So I'm kind of excited to hear about it.
2: Yes, and they're also doing a a, a children's book, book going to be released, uh, Tales of the Dark Crystal. So um, that's going to be coming out later by uh, Loom Studios as well. So uh, I'd definitely check it out if you're into Dark Crystals. But that first issue, it did not... Um, I was not upset by it at all. I was like, "This is awesome! I cannot read, wait to read the rest of the the issues."
1: Awesome. Um, and then, what is your what book are you looking forward to next week?
2: So uh, next week, um, um, I'm looking for Midnight Midnighter and Apollo number six. It's the last issue in a six issue miniseries about Midnighter and Apollo. Uh, it's just a great story. I mean, it's like a, a love action story. Um, just real quick, basically, uh, in the story, Apollo dies, he goes to hell, and Midnighter is like, I'm going to hell to go and save the, the you know the man that I love. So he goes down there, he's just beating up demons. It's just an awesome action pack. Uh, Steve Orlando's writing it, um, and this is just going to be finishing it up right now because it's... Issue number five wasn't looking too good for either one of them. They were losing, so I'm um, just gonna find out if he actually can get Apollo out of hell. And it doesn't look like he. It might be one of those stories where it does not end. It does not end well for the uh, <laughs> for the heroes in this. So I'm I'm really interested to see how it ends. So that's what I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. next week.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. They've never been afraid with those characters or where they came from to tackle darker subject matter. So it could end any, any way, really.
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's great. It's definitely dark and Midnighter kicks a lot of ass in it and I like reading that.
1: Right on. Um so real quick I'm gonna hit this question and Andrea and Paul since you guys are both here, I wanna do this is the question of the week. Paul, you brought it up in um in discussion last week and I believe you heard it from another podcast, but should Kate Mulgrew be cast as General Leia in the last of the uh, uh, Star Wars movies, when they need to figure out what they're doing with her, in number nine.
2: I want to hear what Andrea thinks about this. You yeah, got me too. That you were cool with the recasting.
3: Uh um, well, uh, I don't want to start. You know me; I get weird about this stuff. Um, <laughs> I, I would have to say I'm not a huge fan of recasting. Um, I, uh, I don't know how to be articulated about this. Um, no, I'd rather them not recast. Um, I hope they don't. Um, cause it, actually, this brings me up, which I'll leave this for later when we start talking about this, um, when we talk about genders and all that stuff and changing things in comic books. But, um, I mean, Carrie Fisher is princess Leia. She's the face. She's, um, everything. And I don't know. I just, I'd rather her not be involved at like the character like disappear or the story be written off screen than to recast her um, because I feel like you spend too much time comparing like actors and comparing personalities, you know, and I always use the example, like, you know, when Dumbledore got recast, you know, we spent all the time saying, well, it's not the same. And, you know, I don't know, when you create an iconic character, um, it needs to either be or not. I just, I'm, I know you could make the argument, because we've had so many different Supermans, we've had so many different Batmans, and so many different Spider-Mans, but when this is like a continuous story, line versus remakes, I don't know. I'm not into recasting <laughs> her. <laughs> so yeah, that's
1: So she, so So she's a no, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: definitely
2: sounds like a no.
1: Yeah. How about you, it's, Rico? What do you I, think?
0: I mean, there's only one. Thank there's you. only one. Yeah, and that—that that, I mean, and and to be so iconic of a character would—it huh, it would be a hard thing to 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 accept and to, um, <laughs> I yeah, you know, it's one of those. It, it, it's just, I, I I agree. I I I just think that there there's certain people that certain characters that just. I mean, you can, and whoever whoever you know gets it, it will you know they'll probably rock it. But,
3: eh. but you're going to spend it, the entire it, time going comparing Kate to you, Carrie, yeah. and you yeah. you're instead of watching the movie, you're going to see Kate playing Carrie, and I mean, yeah, basically. And I, it's just, I, yeah,
0: I agree, especially in this case. I mean, I, I think one of the saving graces about the new the new movies are it's it's projecting forward and obviously it's showing the new generation and you obviously want to have as many people from the original back as as much as possible i mean and and i you know so far they've they've i feel like they've done a pretty cool job of doing that and i'm excited for the future as to what else is going to happen but Something like that, you know. Unfortunately, it was it, it was an unexpected death, and I, I think that they just need to figure out a way to just have her silently be um just be gone. <laughs> I don't really know any better way to say that. Just, just I I guess I one way to look at it is kind of like how they're gonna how they're gonna deal with. Chekhov with uh, the passing of Anton Yelchin in um, yeah. the, mm. the next Star Trek movie. I mean, because his character is so iconic, it's been iconic for the last 50 years, and his untimely passing leaves a huge void in it. I mean, there are things within, and I, and I apologize, I know I'm kind of di- digressing from, from the original question, but he, he, yeah. there, there has been a hist- uh, uh, history of Chekhov moving on beyond the Enterprise in like Star Trek two so they could follow up and maybe play into that whole storyline. I mean, there's things that they could be done, but there's still that iconic uh, character that needs to be some. It needs to be explained why is she not there. So <clears throat> um, they 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 definitely have some some um, they 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 definitely have some work cut out for them in terms of trying to figure out what to do with this. But yeah. Recasting for me is a bit of a. I, I think it's going to be a bit of a bit of a stretch for this. And I definitely agree that yeah, you're going to be looking at this character and you're going to be
1: like, this is not who we have known for how long, you know? So. Well, 40 years, basically. I mean, 40 years this year. So yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. To
3: me, I think it'd be almost easier. And this is obviously Carrie past untimely, um, but it's yeah, almost yeah. like if they were like restarting over and kind of started with like a whole new cast of people, you know, instead of, but now that we've kind of brought most everybody back that are the same, yeah. it's kind of like, this is that one, like, you know, it's, it, it would be the elephant in the room. And I'd actually feel bad for Kate because regardless of how much she kicks ass or doesn't like people are going, like that's going to be the talk of her performance as Princess Leia. So
0: right. yeah. yeah. And and mm-hmm. I'm not going to be on a hate bandwagon if they decide to go forward with it. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna support it, and I'm gonna be like, yeah, okay, let's do this. But there is going to be that thing, and I think a lot of people want yeah. to share that, that <laughs> thing that's just going to be, uh, come on, guys, really? Yeah, okay, but all right.
1: So, so I'm taking so Rico as a no. Also, so that's two votes for no. Paul, how about you?
2: Um. To me, it just depends on the story. If they do it, if they could write her out of the story in a good way, I, I don't want Princess Leia to just peter out. Like I don't want to just read in the crawl that Princess Leia died somehow. You know. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. to me, it's equal parts. How do you respect respect Princess Leia and how do you respect Terry uh, Fisher? To me, it's like completely equal. So if they do either one in a in a good way, that Leaves me satisfied as a fan of both of those, the character and the person, that I'll be okay with it. So um, we're just gonna have to wait and see. And maybe with the new Star Wars, the new Han Solo movie, having a new actor as Han Solo, will kind of, you know, desensitize me to recasting. Then maybe I'll think differently when Episode Nine comes out. Until then, I, yeah. I really, I don't really don't know because I, I probably will be. Constantly comparing whoever they choose to be uh, General Leia uh, to Carrie Fisher, so we'll see.
1: Right, so Paul, era possibly then. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go with yes because I could see Kate Mulgrew playing General Leia, an older, war hardened uh, version of that character. And so we've got two nos, a maybe, and me as a yes. And according to the rules of the electoral okay. college, that means yes, she goes <laughs> here's, in. Here's,
3: here's I have one more problem with uh, her playing uh, general is because, and this is just because um, of this is kind of what I grew up on. My mother was like, like a hardcore Trekkie, is that I'm gonna also just. See Deep Space Nine when I'm watching Star Wars, and, Voyager. Uh, Voyager, sorry, yes, <laughs> brain fart. Yeah, I'm just going to be thinking I'm watching Voyager, and yeah, because it's just such a similar character. That's the other thing that's just going to go through my head is I'm not going to be able to see, you know, um, her, Princess Leia. I'm gonna, I'm, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. I'm just gonna,
0: i yeah, just absolutely. gonna mess
3: with my head a yeah. little bit. Right. That makes sense.
1: Yeah, that absolutely makes and, sense.
0: Yeah, and and hey, boy, uh, Kate Mulgrew as Janeway, she kicks some ass too. So, I mean, oh hell yeah,
3: she did. <laughs>
0: yeah, so she she definitely listen on the action front, she can definitely hold her own. So I I would be I would buy that. But yeah, again. Yeah. Well, just ever, Paul heard
1: it, Paul heard it on a different podcast last week. And I'd been up in the air until he mentioned specifically Kate Mulgrew. And then I was like, oh, I totally buy it. And since uh, Andrea was with us when we did our uh, Carrie Fisher episode after Carrie Fisher passed Mm -hmm. away, I wanted to run it by you guys while you were all here. So, but again, this is my first time hearing that. I didn't know that. Well, it was like I said. It wasn't like it's not a piece of news. It's it's just uh, an idea that somebody had come up with that if mm. enough fans got behind, we could probably make happen. But you know, it still depends. I mean, maybe they don't plan to recast. Maybe they killed a you know plan to kill her off in an you know an explosion with a distance camera. I don't know. But yeah. if if they recast her, Kate Mulgrew is one I would totally buy. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's yep. yep, and that's the only reason yep. I was bringing it up. So yeah. yeah, this is
2: just coming. Yeah, this is just coming from the guys that do uh, uh, Rebel Force Radio. If you guys are into Star Wars, it's a great podcast. They brought it up, and I was just like, oh, I was just like you, Jeremy. I was like, man, I could, I could see her doing that.
1: Yep. It was simply that I was up in the air, but when you specifically mentioned that actress, then I went, okay, that I'm behind. So. There we go. That was that one. All right, it would so be Paul, wild. Gonna, yeah, it would be. Well, it's gonna be wild either way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I actually had an aunt call me the day that she saw Rogue One because I had a cousin who was about my age who died when we were in our early twenties. So she took us to see Star Wars the first time. The day she saw Rogue One was the day Carrie Fisher had died. She went and saw it an hour after they died, after she died. And so she called, she called me in tears just like, cause she was like, I didn't, I don't have anybody to talk to about it. And it was such a sad thing to see with that closing line. You know, we have hope. And I know that I just got, you know, just got the uh, tweet that she was dead as I was standing in line to go into the theater. So, you know, it's just one of those things, but yeah. Um, Paul, I'm going to have you take the lead on this one since uh, this was your topic, and we've been—I've been making you hold off for a month till we could get more than just two straight white middle-aged Catholic guys to talk about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, so, we um,
1: <laughs> yeah, we needed—we needed a little help so that we were not coming at this from one singular point of view. I do want to point out real quick that um, uh, designer and podcast host Aaron Harvey. I was hoping he was going to be here with us today. Um, his comic book cover for Green Lantern Star Trek number three. Str- I think it was called Strange Worlds. Uh, he had did one of the alternate covers. It was released yesterday. He is not going to be able to make it. Uh, Rico, I think you actually know him from your work on Renegades, but he didn't make it. I did want to give him a shout out real quick. And Paul, why don't cool. you tell us uh, tell us about the topic this week and kind of where you're coming from and what our discussion is going to be about?
2: Uh, so basically. Uh, I was thinking about this and just reading, you know, just being on social media and and hearing people's complaints and, you know, how fanboys can be, they don't like change for some reason. Uh, But specifically concerning the big two and uh, even more so Marvel. So uh, anybody that's not been reading Marvel comics, they uh, have been not necessarily replacing, but, you know, creating new versions of uh, their legacy characters like, you know, Thor uh, you know, you know, becoming unworthy, and then you have Jane, you know, spoiler alert, Jane Foster picking up the mantle of Thor, um, Hulk dying, and then a uh, Korean American Amadeus Cho taking up the mantle as Hulk, uh, Captain America when he, you know, became an old man. You had Falcon take over the, manor, uh, the mantle of Captain America, uh, Iron Man now is being uh, I don't know I don't like to say the word replaced, but now there's a new version. Uh, um, Iron Heart, who's an African American fifteen-year-old girl. Um, you have, you know, Miss um, Marvel, Kamala Khan, and a, she is a Muslim American, a superhero, and just stuff like that. So Marvel specifically has, uh, I think, really becoming diverse in the type of characters that they're they're creating, and uh, it, it got me thinking. Some people are just like, you know. You know they like to use this term "Stop shoving it down our throats." And, and then uh, on the other hand, some people uh, are loving the representation that they're seeing in comics because not only white, straight males are reading comic books. So um, I beg the question is like, is, uh, are these companies just like saying you know, virtue singling or, or pandering, saying, "Hey, look what we're doing, or is this actual progress? Are we actually seeing uh, the comic book market? starting to mirror what society, uh, looks like today. So that's the question that I, I was, you know, bring to you guys and what I've been thinking about a lot. So what do you guys think?
0: Ladies first.
3: No, you guys first.
2: <laughs> no, I'll go
0: Oh, second. thanks. Okay. Um, well, I flat out, I, I love it and I, I love it for a few reasons. Um, I, I feel that, listen, I, I grew up at a time when I didn't see a lot of myself represented in different genres, in different uh, mediums. Um, I, I didn't see a lot, of, a lot. I'm not saying it, we. I, I was not represented as, as an African-American male, as a person of color in general, um, but I did not see enough of it reflected in the society that, we We live in um, so i I welcome what is being done based on the fact that when when you see especially the youth when you see when you're a young person and you see your rep, a representation of yourself as either a person of color uh, a woman, someone who's gay someone who's uh, handicapped someone who who just just someone other than I say this jokingly, the in relation to what you guys said, the uh, traditional white Catholic male, or Jewish male, or, or whoever, um, or female, um, it, you 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 see you see a, a sense of diversity that reflects the world that that we live in. And listen, you can look at it in a lot of different ways. You could you could say it's Marvel. Doing it to make money, which of course they're a company. That's what they're going to do. But I can also see it as Marvel saying, "Yes, let's let's reflect what is happening, what has been happening, but has not been, um, but has what, what has been uh, blatantly ignored." And. Mm-hmm. Let's let's start to reflect that. Let's start to show. And 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 what it also says is, and look, let's be real. At the end of all of this, we're going to go back to Iron Man as Tony Stark. We're going to go back to uh, uh, Thor being uh, the Thor that we all know, not Jane Foster, not uh, being a, uh, him being a male. We're going to go back to Captain America being uh, Steve Rogers. We're gonna we're going to, everybody's going to go back to their respective uh, characters. But what it's also saying is, look, anybody can be this. Anybody can be a Superman. Anybody could be a Wonder Woman. Anybody uh, – I know I just went into the DC Comics uh, realm, but, any, <laughs> but anybody can – Yeah, but uh, that's the thing. Anybody can be these these characters, and and it's, it's empowering to see that because, again, you're seeing a representation of yourself. You're seeing a woman being Thor. You're seeing – That shows levels of strength that, especially the person who's playing her, if anybody knows the history of Jane Foster, Jane Foster in the beginning, she was a nurse, she was kind of the, the, I don't want to say weak female, but she wasn't necessarily the you know, she was the person who was always in love with Donald Blake, and that was pretty much her deal. And all of a sudden, later on, they made her a doctor. They 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 gave her more of a storyline, and they made her more of a powerful character. Bam! She picks up the hammer, hammer. Now she's Thor. Um, yeah. So, I, I, in a nutshell, I I think it's a great thing. I think that it works in terms of kids and just people in general seeing themselves. Um, I. I feel like when all is said and done, so these people will still live on and as various versions of these type of characters, and and you'll continue to see it. And and what I and just in closing, I feel like what they're doing is writing a wrong that was done years ago when you didn't see the levels of representation that. You currently see today in Marvel and with DC. One case in point: the the West in um, Flash are African American now, and for yeah. 50 years they were they were white characters. So, and you know that's just one of many different versions. So, that's that's my thought on it.
3: Next. <laughs> and to follow that. <laughs> So, so Rico,
1: Rico just dropped a ton of bricks on everybody And says next wow, As well he good. drops the mic well, And, wa- yeah, and, drops and the so mic and the Geekish
3: cast is over <laughs>
0: <Right.
3: laughs>
1: My <Mic laughs> drop, thanks
3: for watching Or listen, no, right. not at all <laughs> um, I, I'll jump in just a little bit Um, My whole thing was like And this like, kind of goes to the whole Like what I was talking about Carrie Fisher a little bit Um, I don't know I lean more towards and again, I didn't grow up on comic books. I am a geek from later on in life and as um Rico, Jeremy and I always joke that I'm the ish and geekish. Um so I come from a different background. But my whole thing oftentimes and I know comics are different because there's multiple storylines, multiple universes and there's so much more um deeply intertwined and webbed but um I just I I struggle with recreating characters um oftentimes I'm I I feel like it would be better to just take advantage of a greater array of characters out there and I feel like there's to just I feel like it's um mostly because I'm kind of over, like, the same sort of character storylines, whether it's it's another Spider-Man, it's another Batman. I like the fact, actually, now that we're kind of exploring more characters. Um, and, and I think in, a, in exploring more characters, we can um, uh, go in diverse directions. I just kind of, I don't know, I, I to me, I sort of feel like there is a little bit of a societal push to diversify the characters when we're recreating the same characters, just as different people, whether it's male or female, whether it's, um, a different race or, you know, a different sexuality or something like that. So part of me just kind of feel that's when I feel like it feels pushed by society versus like, just kind of like let's diversify it by bringing other characters out, um, without like kind of a societal question, And I, I bring this up only, and I, I don't mean to make two Dumbledore references in one podcast, but it mm-hmm. kind of just goes along with it. But I kind of was like a little bit when after JK Rowling had released all of the Harry Potter books and then was at a press conference and basically made this giant revelation that Dumbledore was gay and had been, had fallen in love with his fellow wizard Grinwald and The thing was is that it wasn't part of the story. It didn't affect the storyline. It was just kind of this, like, added information. And I just feel like, you know, that kind of disturbed me because I was like, well, that feels like we were just trying to add to something because that's what was going on in society at the time. And I feel like sometimes with some of these changes of characters, whether it's race, again, gender, or uh, sexuality or anything like that. Sometimes I feel like it's um, forced and, um, I don't know, I feel like we're, we're, right. like, you know, we're, I'm not a comic book writer, but they're, they're writers. And I feel like there's so many characters and so much creative and so much imagination. Um, why not explore new characters or take advantage of side characters and explore that than just trying to, force a main character and completely change it um, because that's what's necessary. I guess I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm playing a bit of devil's advocate. Um, I mean, I like the change, but I don't necessarily, I do feel it does seem a little bit forced, a little bit. I,
0: I I hear what you're saying. I I think, I think what they're doing kind of falls along the lines of marketing in, in a sense, and, and believe me, I'm not a marketing manager, but
3: um,
0: <laughs> I, I, I'm looking at it in terms of what's the quickest and easiest way we could get this done without having to sell it as much as we technically need to. I could create a character and call him um, Dog Man. All right. Cool. We got Dogman. <laughs> But, and and I can make him. I don't know. I can make him. Maybe Dog Man's not a good example, but I, I can create. A, I can create a character and name him. You know, um, super super dude. And super dude could be this Asian man, or this Hispanic man, or this or or this this this. Uh, he he could be a gay man. Or I can create, and, and we'll call him John. Well, I could, I, I could say, okay, we want to create this, 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 this black man named John. Okay, so, and we we really want to sell it. We want him to last for years. We want him to be as, you know, big in the universe as all these other iconic characters. But maybe one of the better ways of doing it is saying, all right, hey, let's create a situation where all of a sudden. Um, uh, Superman uh, dies, and somebody needs to take his place. Oh, yeah, there's this guy named John, everyday, everyday Joe. Oh, he happens to be a black guy. Hey, this black guy is taken over Superman. So basically, I guess my long story short on this is it's, it's a way of taking some, something that's iconic and using that as kind of a springboard into launching what is eventually going to be John as later on when Superman comes back from the dead, and that whole storyline ends, he stays six around now he's super dude. So, Here. um, and, mm-hmm. and, and I, and I, feel like that's, that's the direction that they were going with as, you know, as they were replacing all of these characters like Iron Man, Reed, Reed Williams and, 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 uh, Jane Foster as Thor and, and Sam Wilson Falcon as, as Captain America. <laughs> and, and from that, once all is said and done, everybody is going to go back to their respective roles. And I think in a way you're still going to have those type of, um, you're still going to have people are going to know who they are, and so they'll branch off into their own characters and their right. adventures with. Them. That that that's that's why I'm thinking is one of the reasons why they're targeting all these iconic characters and then going from there. Sure. It's a quick and easier way of doing it um,
3: in that respect. I
0: would see that,
3: and I guess I also yeah. like the and maybe this is to my parents' credit, but like. Growing up, like, it's funny, like, I never, and I understand that, like, it's important to have, like, people that you can, oh, excuse me. Um, Bless you. To, thank you. And <laughs> um, people that you can look up to. But, like, I guess growing up, I never, I never needed a, a character or a person that, like, 100% that, I, I identified with like physically or gender wise or anything like that, in fact, growing up um to me, I was Superman, regardless of whatever you know, like I put on a cape and I called myself Superman, and I was andrea the superman you know like i, I didn't it didn't bother me and it didn't affect me that it was so, it was a guy or there weren't like huge um guy. Uh, I mean, huge female, like, you know, besides like Wonder Woman or something like that. Or, you know, like when I joked around as April, when I played Ninja Turtles with my brother, I didn't see April as like inferior or anything like that. I You know, I saw her as this kick-ass chick as well, you know, so I don't know. I guess maybe that's my parents' like upbringing, but, you know, and I know it's important that we, you know, have diversity and we have things that kids can look up to, but I also sometimes you know it, it, I, I guess for me I just didn't I had an imagination that was like I, I was that regardless of if they were male or female you know what I mean
0: right right I, yeah and and I hear what you're saying I, I think and I think upbringing has a big uh a big part of it but I think that it's also like a, uh, the sign of the times in terms of what what's what society looked upon in, in terms of different roles, in terms of what the male role sure. is, what the female role is. But also in, when you uh, relate that type of analogy, also in terms of what, what someone who is white, what their role is, as opposed to what someone who is black, their role, or someone who is Asian. And then you get into stereotypes in terms of what, what a person would think of when they think of someone uh, who is black. Or someone who is white or someone who is female male, someone, what is your stereotypical version of uh somebody who would be gay, somebody who would be sure. um, handicapped? you know handicap a handicap can be may not necessarily be physical a handicap could be mental a handicap could be something uh, that a child was born into because their their parents were on drugs, you know little things like that um and it it plays into those those different Things. I mean, I I grew up at a time when when I saw I saw the world in a way where I knew that I had iconic characters that I could look up to, not just black, but I mean black, white, what have you. But I I always knew in my mind that there was there there could and should have been more, um, and and I did not see that and that. I remember that bothering me even as a kid um, and wondering why it's, it's not like that. And, you know, in the world, that, that type of thing. Um, Today, you look at the fact that you have all these things where I guess a lot of people would look at it as, um, oh man, you're ramming it down our throat. Oh man, it's, 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 it's too much. Let's back out. I kind of feel like in my mind, I don't want to say in terms of get over it, but and I'm not saying that to you. I'm just saying, just in general, I I look at it like I see it more as a form of let's let's just let let's let's get past this, but let's also embrace it in a way that that is a good that it is a good thing and it should be a
1: yeah. good thing. because Rico, Rico, hey, man, I'm going to have to stop you right there. we got 30 seconds, but um, we're going to oh, have to do a okay. second episode. To, hey, we're going to have to do a second episode, it looks like. So um, let's work on that. But, um, guys, check out Rico E. Anderson, Andrew Kyle Peterson, Paul Vieira. You can find everybody on Twitter. I'll put it all in the show notes later. Um, if we continue talking after this goes off the air, there will be bonus content in the replay, so you may want to check that. But check out GeekishCast.com, and we'll see you all soon. Everybody, thank you.
0: Thank you, guys.
1: Holy cow. Um, we are still recording, but we are no longer live. Jeez. Um, yeah, shit. Paul, we didn't need any notes or news going into this one.
2: No. no good. I knew it was going to be good. I mean,
1: that was a, yeah, that was a great conversation. How would you guys feel about it?
3: Good. I, I, I think we could yeah. keep chatting about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. I don't. Okay. I don't think that it's, it's ever. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't. I don't think you can never stop talking about it enough. Um,
1: yeah, I,
0: I just, Say it again. I'm sorry. Sorry,
2: I totally agree. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, we shouldn't yeah, stop I,
2: talking about it. I,
0: I just think that our world is so diverse, and and it, it should be looked upon that way, and it, it it should be understood that when you have various um, representations, I mean, it's not, it it doesn't have to be such a big deal in the sense that it it I, it does it shouldn't have to be looked upon as um, people like certain people feeling like.
1: You there? Did we lose him?
2: Yeah, uh, somebody <laughs> <laughs> We're we're good. Right. I don't know what just happened.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know that. That got weird there for a second.
0: That that was weird. Maybe I'm just. Maybe that's. Maybe that's somebody's way of saying, Rico, shut up."
1: <laughs> no, no, nobody's saying <laughs> um, that.
0: No, 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 I'm just joking. No, I, I just feel like it, it can never be talked about enough, and 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 I feel like it just. We're in a good time where. Look, you're you're seeing more of it nowadays and and it it looks great. It feels good. And you know, I say this and I feel like there's still a lot of work that still needs to be done on all fronts. Um but mm-hmm. I, I feel like we're at a good start and I feel like it's it's out there and and um I I, I feel like we're in a good place as far as the issue that, that is that is happening right now. Right. If you even want to look at it as an issue, but just in terms of what we're what we're seeing represented in all aspects on TV and film and in comics and what
1: have. You. Well, and I I think it's even more important right now with everything going on, at least here in the states. Um, you know, fuck. We uh, today there there starts a CPAC meeting where they literally had white supremacists on the bill. Right. So I mean, no, you're, yeah. you're never you're never done safeguarding. Opportunities for everybody, because this shit slips back in out of nowhere when you're not watching.
0: Uh-huh. Well, and, and, and as long as certain stereotypes be, keep being um, perpetuated, it, it it's always going to be an issue. Because if you're only looking, if a person is only looking at someone who's Asian. As the stereotypes that we all know, or somebody who's black as the stereotypes that we all that we all know or heard of, um, then it, that doesn't help at all. I mean, it, it just does. Uh, there, there was, there was a uh, just real quick. There was this uh, study, twenty some years ago, done where you you have a white kid and you have a black kid, and you you put a uh, you you show them a picture of a man in a suit, and it's a black man in a suit and a white, uh, two black, uh, two two men, one black man, one white white man. They're both wearing suits. And you ask the white kid, um, where's the, where's this man going? And the white kid would say that he's going to the office and you would ask the black kid and the black kid would say that um, the man's going to church. So, Mm -hmm. and, and it's not to say that, all kids would react that way, but there is a huge, there was is a huge conglomerate of of kids who see that based on what they are either personally experiencing or seeing in terms of what we see on TV and movies, what have you. Um, I think today that might change a little bit more, just again because of what we do see. Um, but I I wouldn't be surprised if that if that conclusion would still be um, prevalent today.
1: Yeah. Um, well, and I, I don't want to break your train of thought. There were things I wanted to get to that early on when you saw there were two types of Asian characters in comic books. Originally, there was the buck-toothed or fanged until, you know, occasionally they might be get to be a chauffeur like Green Hornet. Um, yeah. and, and black characters weren't even drawn as human beings you could look at Will yeah. Eisner's The Spirit. You could have the Spirit drawn as oh. a a completely normal character and I can't remember the horribly racist sidekick character's name, but he yeah, was no, literally exactly. yeah, he was literally drawn as a non-human character. And then you get into things like, you know, in the 90s you started to have gay characters added to comic books, very often as either comedic relief or if it was like a, a female gay character as titillation. Uh-huh. And that's and that's how they were mixed in. And yeah, um you know, god there's there's a lot of these points and you know, I guess I guess all I can say is we're going to have to figure out how to do a part 2 to this. Really? <laughs> so
2: yeah. Yeah, that um, Ebony White, by
1: the way. Ebony White that was it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I guess I'll be in touch with everybody, seeing uh, maybe next month if we can do this again or something.
3: Yeah, that'd be great, because like Rico said, like it's an ongoing topic, and I think as more movies come out and more comic books and more storylines, I think it'll be interesting to see where we are in 10 years.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I definitely think we're heading in the right direction, because they are, I mean, they're finally creating new characters and giving and, – and, and more importantly, they're just not – like with Black Panther, you know, just an example, and, you know, Captain Marvel, they're not just giving, like, brand new, like, C-list writers and artists. Like when Sam Wilson became Captain America, we're talking about <laughs> the writer was Rick Remender and Stuart Eminem was the artist, two of the best writer artists in the industry, and they gave him that book. So when right, you're right. giving these big names these books I mean that that really adds some like believability to these these characters and I love seeing that like you got good stories good you know um creators working on this stuff it's not just kind of like this thing on the side where like all right we're going to we're going to release this book so people can shut up for a minute they they're really putting some attention and some detail in this stuff And there are great stories coming out of this. Like, if you guys haven't read Miss Marvel, I read it because there was hype about it. And I was like, man, this is a great book, one of the best books Marvel has put out. And it's a female Muslim character, like, would be unheard of 20 years ago. No one would buy that. And it's fantastic. So I love the direction they're going in. Well, you
3: know, I mean, I know this is probably for like a later on topic, but talking about like great writers and stuff like that, I think that's actually a huge thing being a writer, like oftentimes you write kind of what you know and who you are and what you've gone through as a writer. And I think for the longest time, comic books were major, majority, majority, I can't speak, were written by um, white guys you know and so you know the writing from where they are and I think actually if we want to you know see more like diversity and like stories and comic books and all this kind of stuff it's like you know I think this is changing but like you know encouraging you know even in films and and television shows is you know hiring you know those types of people so that they they can tell their stories and they can tell what they're familiar with so that like it, it doesn't and I think that would also help it feel for those people out there like and I was mostly mm-hmm. playing devil's advocate, but like feel for those people out there where it doesn't feel forced because if we have um different genders writing and different races writing and different sexualities writing like I think then you're gonna write from a more genuine, sincere point of view and be able to bring those stories that seem more realistic than forced. Um so I think actually that could be also a, a different thing to look at.
2: Yeah, definitely uh-huh. diversity and creators too, not just the characters. Definitely.
3: Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I just, I mean, I just, and I'm, you know, they talk about this all the time. I like, you know, I write, I write a bunch of different characters, but oftentimes I write female leads. It's just because that's who I know. That's where I'm going from. It's not like on purpose, but uh-huh. I, you know, I've spent 33 years as a female lead in my life. You know, it's, it's like, I see yeah. life through that, you know. Um, so even if I, I do occasionally throw in those, you know, guy characters or whatever, it's still organically the most thing that the film, the thing that I'm most familiar with is, a, you know, is me. Um, so I think those kind of things, creating and helping and having directors and writers and like you said, creators, like I think that's going to help add to the diversity of it for sure. Yeah. Wow.
0: All right, all that. Has-
1: Definitely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, we're gonna have to wrap this up. But um Rico, Andrea, Paul, um, I'll hit you up in the next few weeks here. I'd love to have everybody back again to follow this up. I mean, we've got so much left to talk about, I think. Um well, sound good, everybody? Yeah. And then good. Rico Yeah, Rico, I'll get a hold of you this weekend and we'll plan out your interview, uh a time for us to record that. Okay. And, Sounds um, good. Andrea, I'm sure we'll talk pretty soon. And Paul, I'm sure you and I'll yeah. talk pretty soon.
2: Yeah, definitely. So,
1: other Perfect than that,
3: Fabrico, it was nice chatting with you.
1: Yeah, yeah. definitely. Thank you so much.
0: I, I look forward to doing it again. Yeah,
1: oh,
3: yeah. this definitely. is
0: a lot,
1: a lot of fun. Um, and, and it was a good, good energy and a good mix of people, I think too. So,
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: Thanks, Jamie. <laughs>
1: Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I'll talk to you all soon. Uh, thank you very much. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the links out again here shortly for this one. I just need to plug the ads in.
0: Cool. All awesome. right. All right, guys.
1: Have a good night. All right. You too. All
0: right. Good day. night, everybody. Bye.